Hey, this is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You For You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness, the easy and the hard, the gifts and the (laughs) gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. It's Erin, and I'm excited to tell you about another incredible person. Her name is Christine Bluebow, and she is awesome. (laughs) Christine and I met a couple of years ago inside of a a program where I was coaching, and she has become one of my really good friends. Uh, We've done peer masterminds together. We've done all sorts of stuff. Um, She is super talented. She is so interesting. Like her story, if you ever have the chance to ask her about her life, and I think she's actually writing about it. So hopefully you'll be able to read it. She has just been on a journey and she is such a dynamic human and just a cool, wonderful person. To give you a bit of her professional background, Christine Bluebow is a conversion copywriter and messaging strategist who helps soulful online coaches and experts sell out launches and sign more clients with copy that turns readers into buyers. Christine has been the word woman behind six-figure launches for brands in the online business space, writing sales pages that can rake in 700K and upping email conversions by as much as 400%. Christine also teaches up-and-coming entrepreneurs how to create messaging that calls in perfect fit clients through her signature program, Social Posts That Sell. Her methods have helped her students go from zero to booked out, sell high-ticket offers and DMs, and get media features without pitching. When she's not helping entrepreneurs create money-making messaging, Christine can be found walking her rescue pup, obsessing over self-care, and introverting like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) Without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Christine. (laughs) See you on the other side. Yay! All right, Christine, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Erin. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited too. So the first and most... (laughs) pressure inducing question, which really is not meant to be that way, is like, hey, who are you and how did you get here? Poof. Yeah. <laughs> so many different like ways to answer that. And I think that like probably everyone listening and who's been on your show, like there's like so many different things <laughs> that I am yeah. a really long story to how I got here. But some of the things that I am is um, a business owner, I'm a writer, um I am an autoimmune warrior. I'm a recovering addict. I am um, a small town girl who loves to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different things. And, you know, how I got here uh, it was very convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, definitely a lot of roller coasters involved. But I think kind of the driving force for me has always been like, wanting to like explore and see kind of what's next and Mm. try new things, um, to be independent and, um, to like never give up on myself and always figure out like how I can get to the point where I know I want to be. Um, I've always known that there was like something more. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of been on a quest for that, even when I've been like at rock bottom. So 
yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Yes. I love that. And I love just the fact that it's convoluted. Like so many people, I think when you come into the online business world, it's like without knowing people's backstories, like it is so interesting to find your way here because it's so like off the beaten path of you go to school, you get married, you have a baby and then you like retire and enjoy your life later. And like, this is such a, like, I feel like alternative way of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely never followed the, like, this is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. path. Um, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, the pressure was there definitely growing up. It was like, okay, well, you're going to go to college and then, you know, get a job and who know. I mean, I was never pressured to like get married and have kids and things, but um, you know, I, I knew pretty early that like that just wasn't really for me. Mm. Um, and you know, not having, I didn't have any sort of like role models who weren't following the standard path. So there was a lot of shame wrapped up Mm -hmm. in it for me. Um, so, you know, leaving high school and then dropping out of college, like a month, a month later, there was a lot of like, well, like I'm bad and I'm wrong. Um, and like, you know, the journey after that, I was doing what I wanted and exploring and having amazing times slash carrying all of this like guilt and, Mm. um, you know, putting pressure on myself to like figure something out. So there's always been sort of like a duality behind like my life and the things that I've been doing. Um, but you know, it's like also like traveling the world and, you know, doing all these interesting things slash struggling with depression and, um, you know, addiction and all of these things as well. So. Mm -hmm. Mm. Do you remember feeling like as a kid, did you have that, like, I'm not going to do this the way that everyone else is doing it kind of like feeling in you in some ways. Um, Mm -hmm. in some ways I definitely like always sort of strove to fit in. Mm -hmm. I think because I, experienced a lot of rejection as Mm -hmm. like in like adolescence. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was always this sort of like, I want to fit in, I want to fit in, but also having like all these really weird interests and like doing, wanting to explore the things that I was into and then feeling like I had to hide because those weren't the things that were Mm. necessarily um, celebrated um, like in my family with friends and things like that. Uh, I was like the biggest bookworm and stuff as a kid. And I used to get a lot of shit from my siblings and even from like kids at school. Cause I was like always reading people mm-hmm. were like, you know, like what, like what's wrong with you <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so there, I think it was a little bit of doing things my own way, but also not wanting to appear that I was different. Mm, I, totally get that and that's such like an interesting thing that I feel like a lot of people can relate to the idea of like I really just want to be myself but also I want to fit in because like belonging is such an important thing to human beings yes yeah absolutely yeah and then you know later as I got a little bit older and into my 20s and I you know I left I'm from a small town in Ohio I left when I was 19 and moved to uh, Columbus for a couple of years and then I moved to the west coast in 2001 Um, Mm -hmm. And like being around people who thought more like I did was just so eye opening for me. It was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. like I understand now that like I was just in the wrong, I was just surrounded by the people who weren't for me instead of like my people, you know what I mean? So, um, 
you know, I grew up in a very conservative area, very conservative household. I've always been a much more like liberal minded person, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the things that I believed in and the way that I thought my values and things were just different than the people around me. Um, and so like meeting people um, who like shared some of the values that I had was just so like liberating. Yeah. Um, and I feel that way now, like having discovered like the entrepreneur space, like when you get around other people who have that same mentality and are in that same kind of energy, it's just like a totally different way of being in that moment yeah. than when you're with people who don't understand that. <laughs> yep. I think it's so interesting too. Like, I, so I moved a lot as well and kind of like went away for college and then I moved to London and then Savannah and Austin and like popped around a bunch. And I feel like you felt too, like being in those different buckets of people helped me kind of like figure out who I was and how I could be. And then it changes you as a person because then going back to your like original container, so to speak, or like back to your hometown, I find it so interesting to then be yourself, the new version of you or the current version of you in that space and like how it all fits together or like what feels triggering or like what works, how have things changed? And I know you're back in Ohio right now, right? Yeah. And so like, yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? And like, how does that feel to you? And like, how does that, you know, like the development of who Christine is and then like going back, what's it like? Yeah, it's crazy. So I, when I left Ohio, I was like, I'm never coming back. You know, Mm -hmm. I was 21. I was like, I will never come back here. Um, And I lived in various places on the West coast for like 15, 16 years. And then I started um, developing some chronic health issues, like in my twenties, really, Um, and then at 35 and I guess that was 2015, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and my health was really tanking and I was living in Seattle. I'd been there for like almost a dozen years and, um, I was not, I just wasn't doing well physically, financially, all these things. And I was like, I just, I need help. Um, and so I moved, I moved back to Ohio and it was really traumatic (laughs) in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Um, because it, I felt like I was losing so many pieces of my identity, like my independence. And, you know, I was the one who got out and Mm. all these things. And now it was like, okay, I have to admit that like, I'm not doing well and I need help and I'm going to be getting it in this place that, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, haven't liked since I was old enough to have an opinion really. Um, Mm. and so coming back and like, you know, being a queer person in a small town in Ohio is like kind of terrifying, um, which now that, you know, I've been around a while, it's not that big of a deal. But at the time I was like, I don't know what to expect. Um, my family isn't entirely supportive. Um, you know, just the mentality of people is just completely different. And I went from living in a big city to this little town. So there's like nothing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was basically bedridden as well. So there were like all these things wrapped up. And, um, I also like changed careers, <laughs> like a couple of months yeah. after I came back. So there was just, it was like this huge shedding of like this identity that I had spent like decades building basically. Uh, it's and I was incredible, like even hearing all that back and like all the different things that were going on. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like just speaks to your strength so much. It was like, yeah, I felt like the biggest shit show for like all of 2016, 
most of 2017. And then like, I started having a little bit of a breakthrough with my health stuff Mm -hmm. and with my business. So I had transitioned from, I had spent like 10 years building this health and wellness business. Um, and that's how, like I got into the online business space was through health coaching. Um, I know we share that Mm -hmm. (laughs) little tidbit. Um, and it just wasn't something I could continue doing and I felt burnout on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore, but there is no plan B. Like I really thought that health and wellness and nutrition was going to be my forever career. Mm-hmm. So I had no backup plan and you know, I'm sick. I'm in my parents' guest room, like in bed all day, like feeling awful about my life and, you know, broke and like no career aspiration. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like definitely a very, very challenging time. Um, and then I sort of accidentally stumbled into copywriting mm-hmm. and was like, maybe this could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and turns out that it could be. Yeah, very um, much so. <laughs> yeah, very much so could be a thing. Um, so that's what I've spent like the last four years focused on. Um, and I forget what your original question was. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, I think it was about like finding yourself when you like find yourself somewhere outside of your hometown and then you come back and yes. like building yourself yeah. in the same setting. Yeah. So I, I had to like, they're on so many levels mm-hmm. sort of rebuild my identity and sort of like remember who I was. And there was a, there were a lot of things about this, like, you know, the life that I was living um, on the West coast and that period of my life in like my twenties and thirties that like wasn't healthy and like needed to change. Um, but it was just so much all at once that it was like, completely overwhelming. Um, but now it's like, I feel like I can, when I first came back to Ohio, I was very, I was really intimidated. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was like, is it safe to be myself? Like, how am I going to fit in here? Because I never did fit in here. Plus all the old sort of like, mm-hmm. of you know, childhood and stuff. Um, you know, how am I, I was very disconnected from my family. So it was like, how am I going to like, fit in with these people and stuff. And, you know, now it's like, I feel like I can stand very much stronger just in who I am, period, Mm -hmm. slash who I am in relationship to this place where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely a work in progress. (laughs) But um, it's just a lot easier. I feel like I've discovered things and um, become someone that I probably wouldn't have if I would have stayed if I hadn't come back here, you know, Right. Oh, so interesting. For anyone who's out there listening, who's kind of going through something like similar, do you have like words of advice or like a message or lesson that you would share around all of that? I would say like, if you're in a place where you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing, like what, mm-hmm. there is no plan B. Um, try to like, just give yourself as much grace as possible and trust that like the thing will appear if you are like, if you stay open to something like, you Mm -hmm. know, I never was like, I'm going to be a copywriter. (laughs) Same. Yet I've written so much copy. (laughs) I know. And and then it just sort of like the nudge came and I was like, huh, like maybe I can explore this. And there were other things that I like, you know, sort of had on my brain as like potential things. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm enroll, I'm going to enroll in some college classes and maybe like, that's going to be the thing. Or, um, maybe I'm gonna like, I I don't even remember, but like, 
if you just stay open to possibilities and know that like something will, something can happen. Like you can create something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think mm-hmm. just, it, it will be okay. <laughs> You'll make it through. Yeah. That like trust is so, and in like, it kind of comes back to faith for me too. And not in like a religious way of there's some, you know, like it doesn't have to look a certain way, but just that, okay, like something good could happen open to that tiny bit of possibility, especially in the darkest days is so important to actually let that show up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, um, I used to consider myself an atheist. So Mm -hmm. the whole like faith conversation is really interesting for me. And it's definitely something that I've had to like consciously explore as I've gotten Mm -hmm. older, um, because I do believe in having obviously just faith in general. Um, and I, and I don't knock people who want to have like faith in like a higher power. And I'm open to that concept as well. I think I was raised in like a very like traditional Catholic kind of situation. And like, I was like, absolutely not. This is not, (laughs) this is not right. This is not real. Like, I don't believe in this. Um, And I carried a lot of that. So like reconnecting with faith over the years has been uh, something that I've had to really work on. Yeah, it's such an interesting journey. I also grew up in the Catholic Church. And while much of my family like still does that, I found myself as a little girl, like asking my mom, like, why are there no women on stage, so to speak, like, mm-hmm. how come like, we're not in charge? And how do you know, like, I had so many questions about how it was all coming together. Mm-hmm. That like, I too, kind of found myself in this like, atheist bucket, but then more like, agnostic. And like, mm-hmm. I think there's something I don't know what it is. I don't know that I really care what it is or to name it. And then kind of like, learning more and more and just kind of going down different um, rabbit holes of different theologies and different philosophies around like, what's happening. And I find that to be very expansive just to like learn and know and see and like, what are the commonalities and. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I'm fascinated by religion and like, and like learning about different belief systems and things I think is really interesting. Um, Subscribing to one Mm -hmm. felt really constricting. Yeah. Um, And also, I mean, the Catholic church isn't known for, it's inclusivity. <laughs> so. 100%. Yeah. And it's patriarchal. And so it's interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, oof, we could talk about this all day. Yeah. Just, the <laughs> idea that a God wouldn't love everyone is like very hard for me to sit in a container. And yeah. be like, like how, what? No. Yeah. Yeah. And so, totally. but I think that's interesting too, because even just everything we're seeing like politically and like all of our values based, like, I feel like we're kind of coming back to this like human connection of like, but I, I like you and therefore you should have all of the rights. And even if I don't like you, you should have all of the rights and be seen and be loved and respected. And it's interesting that so many of the containers we were brought up in do not have those same values. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. Yeah. And I think it's really cool too, to see like, it's almost a values revolution that I feel like we're mm. a part of. And even in the online world and in marketing and in copywriting, like that comes through too. Um, even just from like, you know, personally, and I'm sure you're kind of like on the same page with this, but like, there's, there are different ways to market. And some of it is very like pain inducing and shamey and like, no, thank you. I'm not here for any of that. I'd much rather like inspire someone and see them and have it be like really an authentic connection. Mm -hmm. Um, versus just like mind games and fear-based marketing. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's like when you look at old like sales letters or like mm-hmm. old like old school advertising and stuff and it's very like what we would call salesy <laughs> now and mm-hmm. kind of like gross. Um and uh, people just aren't consumers aren't like as interested or willing to accept that anymore either. Yep. Yeah, and it's so interesting too. I like I personally have liked being able to connect with people and actually get to know them before writing their copy or working on their campaign or anything Mm -hmm. and knowing like almost doing, I'd call it the shiny bitch rule, like, because they had to be like shiny and like being of service and really care about people in order for me to be like, okay, I can write this. Like, cause if you're selling toothpaste and hating it, (laughs) (laughs) nothing against toothpaste, but I mean, it's an essential, but like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Have you, like, were you always a writer? Was that something that's like been with you for a while? Absolutely. So I still have this like folder of these like books that I wrote as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always been something that I've excelled at and been really interested in. Like English class was always my favorite in school. Um, I would like write stories and stuff for fun. Um, I always had like, I was really depressed in high school, but like Mm -hmm. I always had teachers saying like in the margins of my papers, like you need to submit this to the school literary thing or Mm. like pursue a, you know, a career in creative writing. And in my brain, I was like, whatever, like you're stupid. Like I didn't believe in myself (laughs) for one thing. And I always envisioned a career as a writer being like, I say like basically homeless and eating out of a dumpster, like getting my rejection letters sent to a PO box. And like, (laughs) um, that's what I envisioned. And I was like, that's dumb. Like, I'm not going to go like waste time in school to like do something like that. Um, and now here I am like (laughs) making a living as a writer. So (laughs) I had the same thing in my head. I was like, well, I'm not going to study writing in college because like, then you'll be poor. And like, like, there's no way to like make money. And I remember coming into this world and like taking my first tr- online business training, learning what copy was. I had never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And then being like, oh, like writing is in all money making stuff. Like you have to be able to communicate like, mm-hmm. a- and then putting together like, oh my God, you can make money writing. Like how fun is this? Yeah. And like, just the ceiling was kind of like shattered for me in that way of being like, oh, I can make a lot of money actually doing something I'm really good at. And that's easy for me. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it was like, even though I was like, in, you know, I was running this health coaching business online. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was like a side hustle for two years. But like, even during that time, even though I was like, writing stuff for my website, and like writing emails to an email list and all this stuff, I didn't have a full understanding that, that like that was copywriting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, probably like the year before I quit health coaching, I started to hear other people talk about the copywriters that they were working with and like how they were writing like these sales pages and things like that. And I was like, huh, but like that kind of got on my radar, but I still wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, until a friend was like, Hey, like I need like headlines for these articles I'm trying to pitch. And I just cannot like figure it out. And we were just like chat. We were just texting like as friends. And I was like, here, you can write this, 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 this. Cause I knew her business really well. And she was like, Oh my God, you just saved me like two weeks of work. And we chatted a little more. And then she like hired me to help her (laughs) pitch these articles. And then I was, that was when like the light bulb was like, yeah, I think I took for granted the fact that people 
couldn't write or it didn't, oh, come totally. natu- and it didn't come naturally to them. So I didn't get, cause my friend, I was like, Oh, she's like doing really well. She's like really successful, but she needed this help. And I was like, well, maybe there's other really successful people who need help like this. Yep. I had the same exact thing. Like you're <laughs> saying this and I'm like, uh-huh. Um, same thing where I was just helping friends. Cause I also had a health coaching business. Right. And I was pregnant with um, my son, Jack. And I remember being like, I don't want to talk about kale. Like this is not going to (laughs) work because like all I want to do is eat cheeseburgers. And like, also I'm not going to make a rash decision right now because I didn't like quite trust my hormones. And like, I wanted to be solid on a decision before I was just like, because, you know, in the beginning of business, it can be very like, I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this. I'm over here. Like, yeah. and I didn't want that either. Um, so I decided to just help my friends who were in like my little peer mastermind that I had started. Well, I decided to help anyone with anything that felt good for me to help with. And so one of the things would be like, they're like, I'm doing this new offer. Can you just look at this real quick? And I would be like, yeah. And here's what I would tweak. And like, it's so easy for me to like, see how to say this better. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely didn't realize that that was like a skill that would be helpful or that everyone didn't naturally have that. Yeah. And I think that's such an interesting thing because a lot of the times, like we're good at something naturally, but we don't see how it like turns over or how that would be so helpful for someone else. And so many times in the sales process too, it's like really starting to understand like who you are and your gifts and how you see things differently. Like it all really comes into play. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it's like, if we can, if we could all just sort of like tap into that thing that comes so naturally and we enjoy and whatever, like there is some kind of opportunity with that. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I feel like we make it so much harder on ourselves because we're like, Oh, well that's so easy. Like, I could never do that. Right. No one would ever pay for that. (laughs) Exactly. It's so easy to be in that bubble. And that's what I love about, you know, like our community and just, I think it's so important to put yourself in containers with other people who are doing similar things or kind of stretching our, um, what we think is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you start to like, really like, oh, well, if you could do that, maybe I could do this. Or even talking to other people and having it reflected to you, like, I want to do this and everyone else being like 100%, like, got your back. That's so good. Yeah, absolutely. The relationships totally shift, I think, like how we are. Yeah. And I think like one of the things, like I always fell into the trap of being like, here is a list of careers that people can have, mm-hmm. pick something from that. And that's what you can do. So like writer was like a really specific thing on yeah. that list. And it was like, eh, you know, and I wasn't yeah. really like drawn to like anything on that list. So now being in a space where it's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I can yeah. like just create, <laughs> sorry, if this is a non-swearing no, podcast, you're, you're great. Okay. <laughs> um, I can just create what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That is just amazing. Yeah, imagine if people knew that. I know it's my I have my oldest nephew turned eighteen recently, and he's about to go off to college. And uh, actually, turned nineteen recently. But when he turned eighteen, somebody asked me to like give him advice, and I'm like, my biggest advice is like, you don't have to just pick off the list. Mm, I love that. That's such a good like just overall lesson. Yeah. Like and imagine if we were taught that. Yeah, we like order like off the 16, menu. 17, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is so different, especially as like, I feel like a lot of times girls, especially, but really all children are kind of taught like, these are the rules, follow them. 
And like, you're in trouble if you don't follow the rules. Like, so if you're given an outline, if you're given a menu, like it's even rude to ask at a restaurant for something that's not on the menu. Yeah. So much like unlearning there of like, oh, I can actually like ask for what I want versus trying to fit inside what's available. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I don't know about you, but I definitely grew up in an, in an environment where roles were very prescribed. Like Mm -hmm. you're a girl, you're supposed to do this. And I was all over the place. I was breaking all the rules. I also grew up with like older brothers. So Mm -hmm. I I looked up to them. So I wanted to do what they did. But my parents were like, what's wrong? You're the girl. Where's your Barbie? Like, (laughs) um, (laughs) and so yeah, like breaking out of that and being like, like understanding that it's okay to not like fit into that prescribed role is like, it definitely take can take some work, but it's very freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at people like you who have kids and I'm like, those are going to be some amazing adults because they're just have like such good, like you give so many important, just important lessons and things. And like, they're getting all of this sort of like knowledge and experience that you've had in like creating your own way. Um, instead of just like, here's the list and here's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. Like, I think that's really awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that reflection. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's actually uh, like there's a lot there too, just of like, are you doing it wrong? You know what I mean? In parenting of like, oh, do you need more rules and structure? Like, or is this, is this helpful? And like, it'll, I think it'll be so interesting to see what happens in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are these people? And like, yeah, I really feel like there's so many things from our world and like our lessons uh, that we can bring back to that next generation, whether it is like through being an aunt or a volunteer or a mom or whatever the hell. Um, but just really of like the, the, who are you question, right. Versus like, here's who I think you are. Like, let me subscribe to that. Yeah. Yes. There's so much room for like those open-ended questions and just like really holding space, I think is what it comes down to for like, what do you want? Like what's actually on your heart versus what are you reading? What lists are you looking at? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like with your nephew too, like that's the whole thing is like, cool that you're doing this. And like, what would you do if you could do anything? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, sometimes we like, we don't know, but I feel Mm -hmm. like just being open to the possibility that like, there's something that would be amazing for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And also knowing that like, like it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, there can always be a new amazing next thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're in a spot where, like, are you kind of looking for that next thing? Do you feel like you know what that next thing is, or like, what's your current relationship with that question? Yeah, I think I sort of know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that I envisioned my life when I was like in my twenties is obviously not the way it's turned out, (laughs) Um, which I'm sure is like that for a lot of people, but having like health issues for, you know, that I've been dealing with for like 15 years, like I'm, I'm getting to the point where like that is managed. Um, So a lot of things that felt like uncertain to me, like Mm -hmm. longer term travel and things like that feel a little more open now. Mm-hmm. Um, also like having a business that is like bringing in actual profit now also yeah. opens up possibilities. So in my mind, I'm like, I want to do more traveling. I also want to, you know, I've spent the last four years really focused on helping other people 
build their businesses. And that has been amazing. Uh, my clients are awesome. And seeing like the incredible things that they've been able to accomplish with my help is awesome. And now I want to apply more of that to my own business slash mm-hmm. actually do some writing that I just want to do. Um, as opposed to just for business. Um, So I feel like that is kind of like where I'm headed Mm -hmm. um, because those are just things that I've always wanted and why not do the things that you want to do? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I love that kind of, uh, I feel like we use our creativity so much to create, which is for our clients, which is very fulfilling. And at the same time, it's like, what if I just had like an empty canvas and time and like the money was there and I could just play, like, what would I actually create? Mm-hmm. Do you, ha- when you say like writing some things that you just want to write, like, do you see or know like what you want to write or does it feel like show up and see what's there? Um, a little of both, but I definitely want to write about some of like my lessons learned and life experiences mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I, like I said, I've definitely not taken like the beaten path yeah, you're um, such in a lot of, story. in a lot of ways. So I feel like, um, there are some things that like, I want to like put down like for other people, but also kind of just to like explore myself, um, and kind of like see, you know, like, what have I got, what have I gathered from having gone through this? And how has my life really changed? And what does that mean for me? Um, I I don't know, writing's kind of a healing process for me too. like, just being able to process some things that I haven't like fully delved into. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that. And then, you know, if somebody else gets something out of it, then that's a bonus. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I do think that like sharing so much of that journey, especially because it's so like, it's the journey back to you. You know what I mean? And I feel like as kids, like we're born with like, we know who we are. We don't give a shit when we're toddlers of like how we want to be. And then society, the world, whatever our experiences are, like pull that kind of out of us. And then we, it seems to me, this journey sort of happens of like coming back to self. And I love the idea of kind of like pausing and like looking back and then being able to share that is so helpful because as humans, like, just knowing the stories or sometimes it's so much easier to find things in ourselves when it's coming from someone else. And so Mm -hmm. just like, thank you for that too, because it will be so, so good. I can't wait to read your stories. Just knowing little tidbits of like (laughs) some of the snapshots of your life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're one of those people who consistently surprises me with like things that you've done and like little, I'm thinking of like the fire Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely, I, people like meet me and I'm kind of quiet and like unassuming. And then there, yeah, I get that a lot. Like people are often surprised when I talk about um, some of my like hobbies and interests and life stories and experiences and things. So um, yeah, (laughs) there's so much. I love it. Uh, So this question is like a little bit to the left. Um, (laughs) Okay. When you think about, and maybe you've never, I don't know if you've thought about this before, but like, if we had to picture like the grandmother version of you, the crones, Mm -hmm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. like, what do you think she's like? Wow. Um, that's a really, I've not, well, I won't say I've never thought about this. Um, but I would say she is just really mouthy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the older I get, like, kind of like the less I give a shit. So mm-hmm. I feel like by that stage, uh, that version of me is just like, whatever. 
Um, (laughs) Oh, what else? Um, Definitely still like really introspective, like Mm -hmm. the parts of me that like sort of make me me are the same. Um, Definitely still like, I don't think I'll ever stop like seeking. Um, So I think like, she'll still be like, what's the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else, but I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to find out. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It's it's such an, I asked someone that question recently and she knew exactly the answer. And I was like, Oh my God, I've never really thought of this. Yeah. And so what I kind of found for myself is like, Oh, I have a hybrid of my two grandmothers that I grew up with. Like, Mm -hmm. and like, okay, what do I want to be of that? And what, feels different. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that question. And thank you for sharing your answer. Cause I yeah. feel like it's really cool to think <laughs> about. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you so much for like sharing with us and having such like an open conversation about like your journey and the lessons. And thank you for showing up in this world and sharing your friendship with me. Like it's been such a pleasure to get to know you and be like near you in this journey. You it's- too. Yeah. Thanks for having me and ask for asking awesome questions. Um, yeah, it was, it's always awesome to talk to you. Yay. (laughs) Thank you for you. Hey, it's Erin. And I want you to know that you matter everything you're doing and everything you've done. It all matters. It all counts because you are important to the people around you, your family and friends, your audience, your clients, and quite honestly, to the world. Whether you're changing lives on the front line or changing lives while you're changing diapers, your presence matters. Every life you touch counts. And from just one interaction, there can be infinite, meaningful effects. And for that reason, I want to thank you for showing up and doing the work to be with yourself and share your light and your gifts and your love with those around you. If you want support with any of this human being stuff, you're always welcome to join me inside of my coaching membership, Human Being Club at humanbeingclub.com or follow along with me on Instagram for more behind the scenes, silly stuff at Erin Lindstrom. Once again, thank you for being here and thank you for you.